You know, th- there's a lot of things that are kind of happening out there that are unexplainable. You know, is our government behind? Is our government behind that atrocious act or that thing that happened within our history? I, I, I don't know. But the beautiful thing that we do have is we know that God is ultimately in control of all things. Yeah. Uh, we, we have to remember that we are aliens, right? We are foreigners in a foreign land that are just kind of passing through, homesick for a home we've never been to. That we don't fit in. We we do not belong here. Yeah. Um, Oscar, there was some time ago where you quoted uh, C.S. Lewis. Uh, concerning about if we don't fit in, the only natural explanation is that we were built for another another made place. for another made for made another for home. Another home, yeah, yeah, it, and, and that's the case, right? Yeah. There is nothing a Christian can do to feel at home here on Earth. Yeah, and so it is. There, there. If we have that mindset that we are just passing through, then we will utilize the resources that God has given us for the purpose for which he's given them to us, which is to bring him glory, and it'll be ultimately for our good. Friends, I don't know if it's typically possible, but it was made possible today here on the Living Waters podcast. It's one thing to not have respect for someone, which was a previous case from me to Mark, but <laughs> to have negative respect, you know, like in temperature, you have like is zero, this about my winter zero degrees, and then you have <laughs> below zero, negative zero. Come on! I wish Mark people could have seen your your demonstration with your arms flailing and. And, and how you showed us what you do with your, your disgusting wiener schnitzel okay, chili I, cheese I'm, dog. I'm, I'm actually on Mark's side on this one. Yeah, see, Oscar's Oscar, on my side, but Oscar's I'm sorry, just like that, healthy. With that shirt, Oscar has no <laughs> jurisdiction to say the anything. Hey, here's the thing. <laughs> I can take this shirt off. You're stuck with that face, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I love Wiener Schnitzel. In fact, the other day, I was on my way to dinner, and I stopped by Wiener Schnitzel just driving by. I was talking to my dad on the phone, and I go, man, there's room for two chili cheese dogs. There's just room. There's always room. And so you stop by, and the idea is to get two chili cheese dogs and a cup of chili, and then you take that chili cheese dog, which is already covered with chili, and you dip it in the chili. Now, I don't like chili. We call that the chili dipper. The chili dipper. Oh, I like that. I just made that up. (laughs) still good. I I wish, no, seriously, I wish people could see the glow on your face as you talk about Wiener Schnitzel, just even what you said to Oscar, oh, I like that. But I, I, I admire like that about weird. Mark. He's got passion for what he's talking about. But Not only me, but you realize Levi likes <sighs> Wiener Schnitzel. Oh, we no. have a special guest today. Oh, yeah. He counted us down to kick off the show. Levi. I used to respect him, too. I have a, gift, <laughs> I have a Wiener Schnitzel gift card for him inside my car. Oh, nice. Oscar, don't let that happen. Nice? Yeah, I know where we're going for lunch. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm seriously like absolutely dumbfounded right now. And we talked about the bits of bone occasionally. Mm. That's occasional. occasionally. You just got to spit it yeah. out. Yeah, cyanide once in a while in my food. No, come There's... on. I mean, we've all eaten on the mission field. You just have to spit out certain things that just don't. Yeah. Uh, Ray the Jew. Uh, do bits you, of bone. Do you... By the way, real quick, chicken wings. Literally eighty wow. percent of it is a bit of bone. Oh, wow! 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 <laughs> You need help. This is so true. It's, Wait, don't just gloss no, by no, that. No, that no, is I'm so not. true. If you notice, Mark's been yelling in this podcast. <laughs> We're talking I'm about so you. excited look for winter since last Look at his passion. <laughs> Seriously, this borders on the demented. Hmm. Not even borders. I'm, I'm with them. <laughs> this boy, Oscar's side by side. I really like Oscar now. Oh, boy. I really like him. Man, I never yeah, believed in psychiatry, but <laughs> I'm starting to, to think that through again. Yeah, but that's the same reason why I, I detest eating uh, at Cane's. Because 
uh, you get that little a little vein in those chicken things sure they never give you. Canes. Yeah, it's probably oh, it's good. good. Oscar, where do you think I'm going for dinner tonight? Of all the restaurants that I could choose, BJ's to go, Pizza. I'm going to BJ's tonight. What for that dinner? For dinner, yeah, with Pastor Philip. Oh boy, and Dan, yeah. Hey, let's go to BJ's. Uh, Ray, the the kosher Jew. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> would you eat a I disgusting even hot, hot dog? Would you eat a yes, disgusting Yes, I was just hot? thinking, I wish Matt would buy me one. He's never bought one of the ministry. You would eat a chili would cheese dog? Would you try a chili cheese dog? Of course, I, I had chili in a fire station in New York. No, New Jersey. Me and Kirk were doing a program. I don't know if you were there, but they, they, the firefighters made us chili, and I loved it. Hey, we should do, next time we do lunch here, instead of... Instead of El Pollo Loco, we should do chili cheese dogs. Oh my, I'm, like, I'm telling Kelly, Oscar, she would I not she knows, this. She, she knows about my <laughs> wicked ways. No, but look, okay, guys, let's get real here. I have to sneak my chili cheese dogs, though. None of my family allows me to eat. Okay, but let's 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 get real here. <laughs> it's one thing to have like a real deal, all beef Chicago style in Chicago. One of the sure. that's the Roos Chris. Okay. We're and not, then we nobody can afford that. Okay, whatever. That's like saying, yeah, you know, I don't, ha- I can't get, I can't get purified, clean drinking water, so I'm going to go for sewage water. Yeah, that's what we. Can have. you see this is a dead dog? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> dead dog. I'm so mad. Oh. And you're on board with them <laughs> too now, right? Well, I know. I just I never tried one. I no, like I, not listen, to buy me one. For the record, I absolutely love chili cheese dogs, like real ones, not this filth imitation fake. Whatever, man. Can we finish this episode already <laughs> I'm so I done. go get a chili cheese dog? Okay. <laughs> Forget you guys. All right, friends. Ray, you're you're in on all this. Not yet. But I'm, I'm gonna, open. Mark's going to buy me one Ray's one day. Yeah, I'm going to bring... I'm I want to be there for that, by the way. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I hope you stain up your whole shirt with chili. <laughs> Seriously. Is that a shirt? If it's, <laughs> does it come in men's? <laughs> no, do, do they make them for men? Do they make them for men? <laughs> it's not a patch on the shirts that I have. <laughs> that is something else, Oscar. All right, friends. Here's a comment. This is from Katniss Madness 4. And she she headlined it with, yes. Y-A-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S. I think this podcast has about the perfect mix of edification and entertainment. You guys are so good at delivering truth in a fun and engaging way, and you all so greatly passion and you're also greatly passionate about hot dogs. <laughs> no. About the gospel and about the Lord. Thank you for serving us so greatly with your wisdom, jokes, stories, quotes, and more. I don't know if we served anybody with what we talked about today. Mm. Probably disgusted. Most sane people. Sane Do you know Swain. what's a part of the experience, too, for me, Mark, is the fact that it comes paper-wrapped because it, like, warms the bun. You know what I mean? The fact that it's served paper-wrapped, in fact, like, affects the, the way in which you enjoy the chili dog. Mark has that I'm in love we, look on are his Are we going to move on? <laughs> I'm trying to, but these guys just... You brought it back up with a comment. They're infatuated. In fact, I'll order sometimes order four chili cheese dogs. <laughs> Knowing that the other ones are going to heat up the other ones <laughs> as it sits there for about five minutes. Oh, and man. then, In fact, my, my brother will order five chili cheese dogs. He'll eat through it, three of them. And then the last two, he'll, he'll take out the hot dog part of it because he feels sick like he'll have to throw up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Friends, I hope Thanks. you all enjoyed Thanks. Mark's Thanks. last Great. appearance <laughs> on the Living Waters podcast. This podcast is brought to you by, you would think, Wiener Schnitzel, but no, the School of Biblical Evangelism both online and in textbook form. The book that made Mark Spence an author. 
one with very bad taste in food. Make sure to check it out, friends, and don't forget the Living Waters mug, the Evidence Study Bible, all at livingwaters.com. Thank you, Oscar. You're my permanent helper with that. All right, friends. Uh, what are you guys doing? We're looking at chili cheese dogs on the internet. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I thought, what Great are they? comfort. Your sin has found you out. I just thought, what do they look like? I was just curious. Have you never had one? No. Wait, what? Oh, boy. No. Guys, I can't wait for this program to be over because I've seen on NBC there was a lady that was attacked by a hawk and she yelled out, help me, Jesus. What? And NBC are... um, And a snake. And a snake? Yeah. A snake and a hawk attacked her? A snake and a hawk at the same time. They did? And she said, help me, Jesus. And NBC is reporting it, so I've gone to the videos. I'm going to try and push something up for our site. Ah. Get it out, Mark. He's shown me cheese dogs. Cheese dogs. <laughs> All right. Enough of the stupidity. More stupidity. Today we're talking about could there be life on other planets? Why aren't you laughing, Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the question of the century. You guys have any favorite alien movies? Yes. Ooh. Seriously, is there a shortage I got of alien movies? Ray. The Blob. <laughs> is it an alien? I don't remember that. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I don't know if it's the other one is the thing from outer space. Yeah, you know, seriously, I, they're, oh. they're classic movies. They're so dumb. They're fun. <gasps> yeah, the thing you know? is not the uh, clown. The clown? No, oh, no that's it. Yeah, that's an it. <laughs> then there's the man that became a fly, or for something like oh, the that. fly. The Have fly. You guys? Yeah. <laughs> that's not from outer space. But yeah, I, I like. I just watch them for fun because they're they're wholesome and stupid. Yeah, they're dumb, man. But seriously. You've got to, there's always an alien movie in the theater, it would seem. Yeah, well, there's a lot of really bad ones, like any other genre. There's terrible science fiction, but there's also really good science fiction, both books and movies. And actually, for the non readers out there, one of the best. The illiterate people? <laughs> uh, one of the best science fiction movies that have come out in a really long time is Arrival. Have you ever seen Arrival? No, Oscar. Oh, man. Is Vinny, it clean? Vinny, no way. You can watch it on uh, clean format. And also, I'm, it doesn't seem like anything was taken out of it. I we think should it always qualify it when we're talking about movies. because. But it, it is. I'm, this is gonna, I'm not going to give anything away, but you should see it. Here's the one push. It is the most pro-life blockbuster movie I've ever seen. Really? And they don't even realize that it's pro-life. Oh. A- alien movie? It's called Arrival. Wow. It hmm. is so good uh that's my that's my pitch for merci beaucoup Hmm. boy they've been doing these things for a long time do you guys remember when i was a kid there was a tv series called v v Ah, victory what yeah you remember that i sure do remember that lady diana she would eat rats she'd open her mouth and eat rats like they looked like people on the outside but they took on human form but they were aliens underneath and they would yeah, eat, yeah, eat yeah. Rat. Remember, Mark, V's for victory? It was rats, or, rats yeah. or chili dogs. I'm not a fan of sci-fi. I'm not a fan of really any of that genre whatsoever. I, I don't get it yeah. at all. Never Star Wars fan? Never. I've never seen Star Wars. I'm what? not a fan of That's any of that stuff. I walked out of it. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, well, I told my little kids to see it. There were only like five or six because I heard it was so good, and the first scene was bodies burning. And I thought, this isn't good. Oh, I might see it then. <laughs> <laughs> chili dogs? <laughs> Are there dead chili dogs in it? Yeah, you know, it, it really is uh, a massive infatuation in the world. It like, used to be for me until we landed on the moon and there was just dirt. 
Yeah. <laughs> they came back with dirt. Did you believe the Mormon prophecy that there are men on the moon? Men on the what? On the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember listening to it live. I was on my motorbike and I stopped as they were landing on the moon. I was, uh, I think I was 16. Wow. And uh, it was fascinating. And then you think, what's going to come from this? And nothing came from it. They just brought back some dirt. You know, it was fake, the whole moon landing. Yeah, that's right. I like the Christian astronomer. Uh, not, a, I mean, not astronomer. Uh, the guy who walked on the moon, uh, not walked on the moon. He spent more time in outer space, Jeff Williams. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he opened up his sermon at the Ark with two things. He said, first of all, yes, we did land on the moon. <laughs> and second, no, the earth is not flat. Yeah. Well, That's how yeah. he opened up his sermon. It's so good to hear that, especially from a reputable, sane man of God who <laughs> lived in the space station. And we're actually, we're, we have a conference coming up where he'll be speaking with us as we well. We do. Oh, yeah, exciting. it's a conference for pastors at the Ark, at the Ark yeah. in uh, October. Yeah, this may have aired by then. Who knows? Brian Regan walked on the moon also. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> one of the best bits ever. You guys have to admit. You've heard of that bit, Oscar? Yeah. Uh, what? Oh, you Oscar. haven't heard of it? Brian Regan? Yeah. yeah. He's Okay, I'll, I'll summarize it. So he's talking, about, um, he's talking about going to dinner parties. You know how people just talk themselves up. Yeah, I'm an owner of a 500, five, you know, 500 fortune company. I did this. I went to the stocks. I'm money. And he goes in there. Then there's this guy just in the corner hanging out, <laughs> waiting hanging for out. people to finish speaking. Yeah. And he's just, and he, and Brian Regan, each other, he's like taking his shrimp and he's dipping it in the cocktail and he just goes, I walked on the moon. Because <laughs> you can't trump that, right? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get any bigger that. than walking on the moon. Well, is it when I was when, when I was in my moon rover at the Sea of Tranquility? <laughs> I can't believe you haven't heard of Brian Regan. He had to be there, Oscar. Wow, he's so funny. Oh, it's so funny. But seriously, like how how insightful that is, right? I mean, who's going to trump this guy? And he talked about having wisdom teeth pulled. Oh, yeah. And as you say, I had two wisdom teeth pulled. In comes uh, some guy, a a paratrooper, and says he had six pulled. They parachute in. Someone's always going to up story you. They were impacted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. We always, yeah. Anyway. But, guys, this is is becoming, obviously, there have been alien movies forever and TV shows. I mean, back probably in the 40s, 50s, right? It's been going on for a long time. Oh, yes. When I was a little kid, like seven or eight, I used to read books on outer space and I was very fascinated by yeah. it. Yeah, but but it's it's increasing now. I think it was at Orson Welles with his radio program. Mm-hmm. Remember that famous? I don't uh, remember it. It was well before my day, but it is <laughs> War famous. of the Worlds. <laughs> yeah. War of the Worlds. Do you World. guys know yes, the story of that? That's right. No, I don't even know what it is. Wait, seriously? You don't? I've, I've heard it's, of War of the Worlds. It's part of history. Right? Yeah, okay, so... It's a book? No. Orson Welles. Uh, the actor. The, with he, a great voice, voice. Voice actor, yeah. Uh, he developed the story called War of the Worlds. And the way they decided to produce it is they put it on the radio. Oh, you, yes. This is of like, course I've no, heard of this. So for those who, aren't, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Who, who haven't heard of it, they put it on the radio. It's this incredible story that's like a phenomenon that ended up happening. Uh, but what they did from a marketing perspective, and I actually read this in a marketing book, is they didn't tell, they didn't advertise it. They didn't market it. They just simply went live with it and they presented it as a news report as though aliens were taking over the world. Yeah. It was called War of the World. I think you've even mentioned it on the podcast. There's here. no commercial breaks. The original airing and what ended up happening is some people went into a fever because they thought it 
was really happening. Mm, wow. Uh, and it is, and it one, I mean, the delivery of the story is incredible. It's also just like a great immersive experience. Uh, you can listen to the original recording. Uh, it's out there. I'm sure you can find it on the internet. And of course, there's a Tom Hanks movie that was uh, written about it too called War of the Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Well, here, here's what's going on now, guys. And this is why I think it's important for us to address it because things have reached a new level, right? For ages, people saying aliens, are there aliens? Are they not aliens? Whatever. And the government obviously always denied anything, always stayed silent on things. Well, as you guys know, recently there there was a hearing before Congress, and here are the three guys that, that testified. You had former Navy pilot Ryan Graves, retired U.S. Navy commander David Fravor, and former intelligence officer David Grusk. They all testified before Congress about what you know, seem to be uh, objects that that are very, very foreign. UFOs. Yeah, but but they defined it as actual. They didn't define it as aliens or right. even intelligent life. Right. They, they're just saying this is something that is far beyond anything that we have the capacity to, to we don't have the technology. It's just way too, they talked about this thing, they called it like a tic-tac. That's what they referred to it. That's what the, the, vessel looked like and they talked how it just hovered perfectly and then all of a sudden at like supersonic speed was just gone like so did they have a blurry blurry camera to get a picture of it <laughs> what they right. had they had you no know, they had um footage and stuff was it know. clear i don't know yeah uh, no. i bet it was no, a real, it wasn't it was okay. a real, why, why real. is it you're right why is it always, it's always blurry that <laughs> was a real tic tac that someone flicked up in the air <laughs> but here's okay, the thing so here's here, I, oh, go ahead you go <laughs> We love to give things away. We love to give things away. And that's why we will do that every single day here on the Living Waters Podcast. That's right, friends. We're giving away goodies for those of you who go to livingwaters.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form. We are giving 10, believe it or not, 10 different people each week goodies from Living Waters, $100 value for each box. You'll get tracts and books and the podcast mug and all kinds of good things. So make sure to participate at livingwaters.com forward slash podcast. And make sure to listen to the very end of the podcast where you will hear the announcement of the winners every week. Okay, well, I was going to just say like, what's really getting people stirred up is that these are like, these are legitimate people. They have credibility. They're not some dude well, sitting in his mom's credibility. basement. <laughs> had credibility. But again, they were being careful. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's key. They were being careful. They weren't saying these, they're saying, we, we're just telling you, we have seen things that defy any comprehension that we do not have the technology to do this. It's impossible. And where do we go though? With that, we jump to a place of, oh, it's an alien, aliens exist. Right, right. Well, and again, I, a part of the problem is that we understand UFO, which is defined as unidentified flying object, but we immediately think intelligent, extraterrestrial intelligent life. But the the definition that they use, and it's so funny, if you read the news headlines, it's like, you know, military generals and government officials 
tell us that there's aliens. But if you actually, which I did this, I actually went and watched the interviews by them. They use unidentified aerial phenomenon. And they're very intentional about using it because to your point, Ray, in the past, they've been able to identify that the phenomena wasn't something in space, that it was a reflection on a window, that it was lightning storms, that it was other things. Now, they're not saying all of them are that, but the reason why they use the word phenomenon because they simply cannot explain what is being seen, which does open the door for the potential of some sort of extraterrestrial possibility. But in those interviews, they don't say that that's what it is. So that's key. But one of the guys said that when he interviewed different people within you know, the military, that there are some who said they recovered... Something technology. that had, yeah, technology that was non-human and also organisms. Yes. You know, you saw that. Yeah. So these are the things that are making people go, oh, what? Ray, what do you think about all this? I mean, do you, do you think? Well, one thing I think, it's Hollywood is very limited in its imagination when it comes to aliens or outer space people, because the movies I've watched, they always have heads, eyes, ears, arms, and legs. It's just they're green. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's and and so I I, I think about the whole thought of um, there being life in outer space, and asking myself, could there be a planet that has what Earth has? Because mm. it's going to have to have gravity, it's going to have to have air, it's going to have to right if it's a, if it's human type life, it's going to yeah. have oxygen, the right mixture within the air. It's going to have soil that yields food. It's got to have water. You go down the list of things that have got to happen for life to be in outer space and you think the only way it could happen is some God created it like that. Mm-hmm. I like to think there are scientists and there are silly scientists and silly scientists have got crazy theories about, remember the um, uh, Cinderella? Uh, not Cinderella, uh, the um, three bears? Goldilocks. Goldilocks, yeah, that's yeah. what they say. With Goldilocks, it was the Porridge was too cold or too hot and it's just right. And mm. they said, that's what happened. That's why we've got life on Earth, because everything just worked out right. Hmm. Just and randomly. It, yeah, random. <laughs> and so it would have to happen, the same thought, for there to be life in outer space. And I, without God having a hand in it, I can't see it happening, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, Mark, what do you think? What's your perspective? And again, we, we haven't talked about this before, the podcast, like we do with all podcasts. We don't talk beforehand. So it's good to hear thoughts, perspectives and see where we land. You know, nothing in the Bible indicates that aliens are real, but neither does any part of the Bible uh, strictly refute the existence uh, either. If somebody has some sort of an experience, and I'll leave it at that, I I would chalk it more up to the idea of maybe something demonic Mm. uh, as opposed to there being actual aliens, you know, in, in outer space, there's just, we're left with way too many questions yeah. in order for it to uh, take place. Um, so I know that we, we all know that the spiritual realm is, is very real. And because it is very real, people have had many different types of experiences yeah. uh, that, that are just attached to that. And when you don't know how to explain the spiritual realm, well, then you're left with thinking, well, it must be something from outer space because the naturalistic mind does not receive the spiritual, right? Yeah. They believe that we live in a materialistic world. So then we have to explain everything materialistically. Mm. Demonic. I, I right. really, I just, I leaned, I just In regards to any, any sort people's of experience. Yeah, 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 somebody's experience but, that somebody might have. But 
uh, extraterrestrial life? I, I don't believe in it. Okay. Yeah. So, so let, let me, first of all, Ray, let, that's good. Because there's different definitions. Yeah. It's, it's important that we distinguish what you're saying. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, it's interesting because you'll sometimes get atheists who outright deny the existence of God, and then they'll make room for this, though. Right. Something they've never personally seen or that they, you know, on the basis of what? People's testimony. What about the testimony of those that saw Jesus rise from the dead, you know? So anyway, um, but Ray, you made a really good point. And actually, this was made by, by secular people, by those that believe in evolution. It's, it's a real premise, I think, for the whole alien thing. But listen to this. In fact, Lane, our, our wonderful assistant here, executive assistant, she, she brought this to my attention this morning. Uh, it's called The Fermi Paradox. And this is from SETI.org. It says, is there some evidence suggesting that humans are the galaxy's only intelligent species? Enrico Fermi thought so, and he was a pretty smart guy. Could he be right? In 1950, the famous physicist made a seemingly innocuous lunchtime remark that has caught and held the attention of every SETI research, uh, researcher since. The utterance came when, while Fermi was discussing with his mealtime mates the reasonable possibility that many sophisticated societies populate the galaxy. But somewhere between one sentence and the next, Fermi's supple brain realized that if this was true, it implied something profound. If there are really a lot of alien societies, then some of them might have spread out. Fermi grasps that any civilization with a modest amount of rocket technology and an immodest amount of imperial incentive could rapidly colonize the entire galaxy. Within a few tens of millions of years, every star system could be brought under the wing of empire. Tens of millions of years may sound like a long project, but in fact, it's quite short compared to the age of the galaxy, which is roughly a thousand times more. Obviously, we don't agree with the whole mm. age thing. but So what Fermi immediately recognized was that the aliens have had more than enough time to pepper the galaxy with their presence. But looking around, we don't see any clear indication that they're out and about. We don't see any obvious evidence of a galactic empire or a unified United Federation of Planets. This prompted Fermi to ask what was, to him, an obvious question. Where is everybody? In a galaxy assumed to be filled with clever beings, why don't we see any? This dissonance is known as a Fermi paradox. A lot of folks have given this a lot of thought. The first thing they know is that the Fermi paradox is a remarkably strong argument. You can quibble about the speed of alien spacecraft, whether it's 1% the speed of light or 10% the speed of light. It doesn't matter. You can argue about how long it would take for a few star colony to spawn colonies of its own. It still doesn't matter. Any halfway reasonable assumption about how fast colonization could take place still end up with the time scale that are enormously shorter than the age of the galaxy. It's like discussing whether Spanish ships of the 16th century could have a long, a long at two knots or 20. Uh, either way, they could speedily colonize the Americas. So the point of that is that, yeah, if they are around, how come they haven't done what we would expect to be done? Well, I guess the only argument against that you already made it, which refutes his argument, right? which is that if all of creation is only 10,000 years old, then it hasn't had enough time for those galaxies to connect with right. each other. Because if you think about here on earth, the world has only been connected as in Europe and the Americas for the last 600 years. It's crazy. Right? So before 600 years ago, if you were born in Europe, you had no idea not only that North America existed, but there was a potential of other humans on a piece of land that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. So, and, and that's the he, whole, yeah. Kind of refute that. Exactly. And saying. that's the whole point. So going by, by secular standards, they don't have enough time, but obviously we know the galaxy and the universe isn't that old. And so 
yeah, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. So do you think there's life on other planets? I don't. Terrestrial. I don't. And, um, and let me ask this question. I want to read something from Answers in Genesis. But why are they always made intelligent? Why can't there be stupid, <laughs> stupid aliens? Right. Yeah, is there a, is there a stupid life on the, in the universe? Be, <laughs> be a stupid life, life in the universe. Forget intelligent life. Um, why? I, I, the, the thing that intrigues me is they throw in the word other. Yeah. Is there other intelligent life as if we're intelligent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so let me read what, what our friends from Answers in Genesis said in the article. It said, in a biblical worldview, we don't expect alien life to exist. The Bible tells us earth was formed to be inhabited and the other celestial bodies were created for signs, seasons, and days. Genesis 1.14. That's a good point. And years. It was to earth that Jesus came to save us, not to another planet to save another race of beings. So there, there's more we'll get into, but uh, yeah. What do you think of that, Oscar? Um, I think that's a very narrow view of the interpretation of some of those passages that they're quoting. And so I, do I think that there's extraterrestrial life? I don't know. I like what you said, Mark. The scriptures don't make it clear. It doesn't speak on the subject. Like the scriptures don't tell us that there's such a thing as macaroni and cheese, but that doesn't mean there's no such thing as macaroni and cheese. Uh, because the scriptures are not a book that is intended to tell us everything there is to know. The scriptures were written by God to tell us one story, and that is the story of God reconciling the world to himself. And so it doesn't include everything. And God intended for it to not include everything. Augustine believed this. He said that there are two books. There's the book of scriptures, which gives us account of God uh, reconciling the world to himself. And then there's the book of creation in which we look out into the world and learn about our God by understanding his creation. Right. The, the alien Augustine might have said that, but Augustine, Augustine the earthly figure, yeah. said something So different. I'm just curious, Oscar, where do you lean, though? Do you lean that there are aliens, or do you lean that there's not aliens? Yeah. I lean on I don't know. Yeah. Um, in here, let me explain why. Uh, because, one, the scriptures don't make it clear, and I think, I think that it is perfectly reasonable that God created—well, first off—well, okay— we have to think about like the magnitude of God's creation and I'll get there in a minute. But I think first off, it's perfectly reasonable according to the scriptures, which is sort of what Ray was alluding to. Uh, and you were alluding to by quoting AIG that God created everything for his glory and that there would only be one planet in which life existed, but more specifically Imago Dei life existed and everything else is simply there to display his glory and his magnitude, uh, to sing of his riches and praise. Because I think in many ways, well, okay, so there, like, I think that it's perfectly reasonable to think that way. Um, and I'm compelled to think that way. On the other hand, what do we know about creation? Very little. Like, we've only discovered 4% of our ocean. 4% of our ocean. Every single year, we're discovering new life on earth, plants and reptiles and, and fish. Like we have yet to fully discover everything there is to know about our very planet, right? We know nothing. Essentially, we know nothing about our planet that we live on right now. And there are other planets in our own solar system. And, it, and as it pertains to solar system, there are 3,000 other solar systems in our neighborhood of the Milky Way galaxy. In a Milky Way galaxy, there are 10 billion solar systems with their own planets. 
and the Milky Way galaxy is one of 200 billion galaxies with their own billions of solar systems, with their own planets. And so I think it's very self-centered to say we are the only planet where there is life. Now, I use the word life, not intelligent life, because life can be grass. Life can be bacteria. And so I don't, I think it's also perfectly reasonable that God would create bacteria on other planets uh, to sing of his praise. To, sing, to, singing bacteria. <laughs> singing bacteria. That's what we are. No, we're not. Uh, no, but to sing his praise, to magnify his glory, to, to, to be as magnificent as he truly is. Uh, because again, he's created parts of our own ocean that we haven't even discovered yet. And so I think it's perfectly reasonable for God to create life on other planets for his glory. Uh, and I think it's perfectly reasonable that, life, that God did not create life on other planets because he simply wanted to create life on this planet for his glory. So, if we so ever, truly, I don't sorry, know. Sorry, but if we ever met them, we'd start a war and kill them for sure. Likely, <laughs> yeah. Mark, what are you going to say? Okay, so would you say then, Oscar, that if there's life in outer space, that this life would just be more along the lines of a different sort of a, a creature that's not creating the image of God, so they're not re redemptive, right? They're, they're not, maybe uh, they can't be redeemed, Right, so if there's a creature, maybe there's some sort of a creature animal that's out there, just like we have creatures and animals here. I mean, like the blob. Yeah, like, the, <laughs> and it, there's Raise nothing to say that they the can't blob. be intelligent, mm -hmm. right? So maybe they can create. Maybe they can do something further than animals do here. But these are not creatures created in the image of God that uh, were redeemed at the cross. Yeah, well, I think there's two questions. The question one, because I'm alluding to the idea of bacteria being on other planets, and no, bacteria is not created in the image of God. Right, it's right. not. Re it's not a part of redemptive history. The question then is: so I don't have any reason to believe there's intelligent life on other planets. But if you found out tomorrow, if we somehow made contact with intelligent life, would that somehow rock your faith? Right. No. Not at all. Not at all. Why not? Why would it, right? Exactly. So why be afraid of saying, yeah, there's a potential for intelligent life? Well, Because it doesn't rock my faith. It, it wouldn't affect the way I view redemptive history. Let me say this before Ray jumps in. Um, I would say that good, really good points. I think, though, sometimes people use this in keeping with, like, theistic evolution. And they'll say, well, if you found it, if they found out evidence for evolution of today, would that rock your faith or whatever? But I think there's a time where we have to say, well, but this doesn't square with scripture. And I know ultimately that's a question. Does scripture forbid that there could be the existence of aliens? I have more to read from Answers in Genesis that builds the case. So I'll do that. But Ray. I think I believe in extraterrestrial life. Um, aren't angels aliens? Hmm. <laughs> in a sense, yeah. They're from outer space and they invade our earth and speak to people. Yeah. Not from here. Hmm. <laughs> So the, the article goes on. It says, however, the notion of alien life does not square well with scripture. The earth is unique. God designed the earth for life, Isaiah 45, 18. The other planets have an entirely different purpose than does the earth, and thus they are designed differently. In Genesis 1, we read that God created plants on the earth on day three, birds to fly in the atmosphere and marine life to swim in the ocean on day five, and animals to inhabit the land on day six. Human beings were also made on day six and were given dominion over the animals. But where does the Bible discuss the creation of life on the lights and the expanses of the heavens? There is no such description because the lights and the expanse were not designed to accommodate life. God gave care of the earth to man, but the heavens are the Lord's. From a biblical perspective, extraterrestrial life does not seem reasonable. 
Isn't every planet that we discover hostile to life? Yeah, so far. So far, yeah. Yeah, and then comes in what you posed, Mark, the redemption question. Mm -hmm. When we consider how the salvation plan might apply to any hypothetical extraterrestrial, but otherwise human-like beings, we are presented with a problem. If there were Vulcans or Klingons out there, how would they be saved? They're not blood relatives of Jesus, and so Christ's shed blood cannot pay for their sin. One might at first suppose that Christ also visited their world, lived there, and died there as well. But this is anti-biblical. Christ died once for all. And then the scriptures are cited. Jesus is now and forever both God and man, but he is not alien. What do you think of that, Mark? I like it. No. Uh, I, th- I think that, is that by Georgia Purdom? Uh, I'm not sure who wrote the article, actually. It's from AIG, but um, I think, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean... I actually, I, I, I don't typically get into discussions like this. I mean, my mind doesn't even kind of even wander right. into, into this place. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so listen to this. One might one might suppose that alien beings have one might suppose that alien beings have never sinned, in which case they would not need to be redeemed. But then another problem emerges: they suffer the effects of sin despite having never sinned. Adam's sin has affected all of creation, not just mankind. Romans eight twenty to twenty two. That's a good point. Makes it clear that the entirety of creation suffers under the bondage of corruption. These kinds of issues highlight the problem of attempting to incorporate an anti biblical notion into the Christian worldview. And finally, extraterrestrial life is an evolutionary concept. It does not comport with the biblical teachings of the uniqueness of the earth and the distinct spiritual position of human beings. Of all the worlds in the universe, it was the earth that God himself visited, taking on the additional nature of a human being, dying on a cross and rising from the dead in order to redeem all who would trust in him. The biblical worldview sharply contrasts with the secular worldview when it comes to alien life. Ray, do you, do you think, I mean, do you sense that the, the whole notion of aliens extraterrestrial is rooted in evolutionary theory, that life must have evolved elsewhere too? I, I think so. Every time I, I read any, I did a little bit of study on it and some research and all seem to tie in with evolutionary theory. But there's a, I think there's a reason we hear of people having contact with aliens. If you can get a great story, you become famous and rich. And oh. There's an incentive to lie about stuff like this. I oh. mean, a good incentive for the world. And so I, I, I carry a, a, a lot of skepticism when it comes to any alien. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, Mark, you've got a good point on the demonic realm. And I think that's easily overlooked, you know, as well. And, and people write that off, you know? I mean, look, we hear about within Catholicism, all these apparitions. I mean, these miraculous things happening. And look, I know I'm going to offend a lot of people here, but I How hope, you? you know, I say it very respectfully, but truthfully, I, I think anything that distracts from Christ, especially within the religious realm, could very well be demonic. Amen. You agree, mm. guys? Mm. No, I do. Yeah, I think I, I 100% agree with that. And I think that there's a lot of, we're kind of jumping around in that article, kind of like leapfrogs a, a few questions um, that I would have in regards to this subject, which is like, one, what do we mean by extraterrestrial life? Are we talking about bacteria or intelligent? And uh, it also presupposes that if there's intelligent life, then that life must be created in the image of God, which I don't think that we should presuppose that. If we met intelligent life from other planets, I'm not saying that there is, but I'm just saying if I, if I did, it wouldn't rock my faith. Uh, and I wouldn't assume that they're created in the image of God in the same way that I don't assume that any other 
creature is created in the image of God. Uh, and so I don't, I think that it leapfrogs a few areas that we have to really flesh out into this. But then there's another subject entirely, which you guys have alluded to, which is the idea that people have some sort of contact with aliens, that they've been abducted, that they've witnessed and seen. And, and yeah, I mean, I fully agree with you. I think in that context, under that heading, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I've never heard of a story. I've never seen evidence that would compel me to believe that aliens have an interest in some middle-aged dude sitting in his home that they want to <laughs> observe him, probe him, take him up to their space station and have a conversation with them. Like that makes absolutely zero sense to me. And I think it's delusions of grandeur. I think it's demonic. I think it's, yeah. you know, mental health issues potentially. I don't know, but I'm, confident to say that it, those accounts are not accurate accounts. Yeah. Mark, do you, do you think some have also said another possibility is it's government conspiracy? In other words, you know, the government has been kind of preparing us for some sort of catastrophe. Oh, the aliens are coming. Well, the aliens have been laid in right across the border for years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting right here, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Like, in order to usurp more power, like, you know, to, to bring out of what, what many have said, you know, order out of chaos, and now we need to band together, but we need controls, and we need, you know, where they t usurp more authority over people. Do you think? Yeah, I think that's very possible. You know, it's all a conspiracy until it's proven true. You know, th there's a lot of things that are kind of happening out there that are unexplainable. You know, is our government behind? Is our government behind that atrocious act or that thing that happened within our history? I, I, I don't know. But the beautiful thing that we do have is we know that God is ultimately in control of all things. Yeah. Uh, we, we have to remember that we are aliens, right? We are uh, foreigners in a foreign land that are just kind of passing through, homesick for a home we've never been to, that we don't fit in. We, we do not belong here. Yeah. Um, Oscar... There was some time ago where you quoted uh, C.S. Lewis uh, concerning about if we don't fit in, the only natural explanation is that we were built for another, another made place. Made for another. Made for, made another, for home. another home, yeah. Yeah, it, and, and that's the case, right? Yeah. There's nothing a Christian can do to feel at home here on earth. Yeah. And so it is. There, there, if we have that mindset that we are just passing through, then we will utilize the resources that God has given us for the purpose for which he's given them to us, which is to bring him glory. And it'll be ultimately for our good. Amen. So are there aliens in outer space? I don't know, but there are aliens on earth, and that's the Christian. And um, yeah. let's tell everybody about uh, Christ as, as quickly as we possibly can. Amen. Yeah, Ray, I mean, ultimately, it's this kind of stuff that can distract Christians from preaching the yeah, gospel. True. Don't you think? Like, they get so caught up in it. They're watching, you know, every news item. They're researching. And it's like, okay, well, whatever. Uh, again, I, I don't believe there are aliens. I believe, you know, I, I fall in line with, with the article. But, okay, what if there was? What's that change anything about what God has said about our planet and the need for redemption? I uh, told a guy the other day who had all these theories and he didn't believe the Bible and he twisted some Bible verses. He had an incredible imagination. So I just said to him, have you been watching the History Channel and the Discovery Channel? And he says, yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> and that's where he's getting it from. It's yeah. just the imaginations of men tapping into an area that they know that, that's going to get believed by the uh, simple. Yeah. Wow, it's so good. And so we have to stay focused, friends. Eternity is coming. Souls are lost. We are ambassadors for Christ, 
right? We're not of this world. We, we are aliens as Christians and that we've been born again and we belong to another kingdom. The Bible uses that word too, doesn't it? Yeah, aliens. yeah, exactly. Hebrews talks about how we're aliens. And, and so, so friends, keep that focus. And look, yeah, the entire universe and its massive expanse is enough to exist for the purpose of glorifying God, to show how massive he is, how that he spans the universe with his hand, that heaven and the heaven of heavens can't contain him. Listen to Psalm 19, 1 through 4, as we end on worship. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. Psalm 147, 4 through 5, he counts the numbers of the stars. He calls them all by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. Psalm 148, 3 to 6, praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you stars of light. Praise him, you heavens of heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord for he commanded and they were created. He also established them forever and ever. He made a decree which shall not pass away. Isaiah 40, 26, lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. And finally, Job 9, 7 and 9, he commands the sun and it does not rise. He seals off the stars. He alone spreads out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. He made the bear, Orion, and Pleiades, and the chambers of the south. So good. Oh, so I wanted to end on that, friends. Worship Good. him. Yeah, forget the blob and preach the gospel. <laughs> Amen. Worship him in deed and truth and make him known for, uh, for the glory of his great name. Well, there you have it, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to check out the School of Biblical Evangelism online and textbook form, the Living Waters Mug, the Evidence Study Bible, all at livingwaters.com. Remember to give us comments, thoughts, questions at podcast.livingwaters.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. Tell others about it. Leave us a comment and give us a rating. Thank you for joining us, friends. We'll see you here next time on the Living Waters Podcast, the ultimate cure for insomnia. I've never won anything in my life. Well, some of you can no longer say that, friends. Here are the winners for the Living Waters podcast giveaway. Carrie from Hobart, Oklahoma. Bryce from Huntington, Indiana. Kenneth from Redding, California. Jamie from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Heather from Ashland, Ohio. Will from Norfolk, Nebraska. Gabrielle from Bristol, Connecticut. Marcy from Liverpool, New York. Dylan from Kadena, Australia. And Jobelin from Newmarket, Canada. How boot that A. We love you guys. Keep listening to the Living Waters Podcast.